0: and gentlemen it's time for not another crappy podcast Hello guys and welcome to the podcast I'm your host Bradley Smith this podcast is called Not Another Crappy Podcast in episode one we are gonna be focusing on Disney encounters so let's get to it So it all started um, back when I was a wee youngster. Um, Growing up as a child, I didn't have flashy things like Playstations, Mega Drives. Oh, actually, it's a bit of a lie. I did have them, but I was a late developer. So my mum was basically a single parent, and we didn't have a lot of money. So when all the kids had a PlayStation, I had a Mega Drive. When they had a PlayStation 2, I had a PlayStation 1. So I was always one step behind. And growing up as a child, I remember being in senior school. Going into senior school, I had these amazing air bubble trainers. Now, back in the 90s, air bubble trainers were huge. They were a massive thing, especially going into school. I remember going into school thinking I was a bee's knees. These air bubble trainers, I've gone in for um, PE. And one of the kids had gone, they're not air bubbles. I'm like, yeah, they are. And they're like, no, they're really not air bubbles. Air bubbles you can push in. And these were plastic. There were these trainers called NYX. NYX trainers. I remember them like, it was yesterday. They were black and white. and had air bubbles, but the air bubble was plastic. So you couldn't press it in. Unlike your your Nikes. Which everybody had. Um, So yeah, growing up, we didn't have a lot. But what we did have was holidays. And... As a young child, I was lucky enough to go to Disney, America, Florida, twice. And it was magical, it was amazing. It was everything you ever wanted as a child. So later on in life, as I grew up, I decided, you know what, I want to work for this company. So I decided to work aboard one of their cruise lines. So I worked for the Disney Magic on board their cruise line ship. It was an amazing experience, I worked there for six months, um, I was actually late a couple of times but we won't focus on that now, that's another That's another podcast because I've got a lot of stories for that. But once I left Disney, um, I then decided what am I going to do, I've been travelling, what's going to be my next step in my career, what would I like to go do, I'd like to go see a bit more of the world, so I decided to look for nanny jobs in different parts of the world. I come across one position in Phoenix, the lady was really nice, we had a lot of contact um, with each other, it was back and forth and in the end she decided I was the correct candidate to look after her children. Think of me as uh, Mal Mary Poppins. So she she's explains to me all these wonderful things that she can get me into, she can get me into college. She can get me into taking my driving lessons. This is going to be a whole new life for me. Like a whole new world. In a brand new country. In a country that I've not seen. Obviously, I've seen America, but I've not seen this state. I've not seen Phoenix. So, it's going to be a whole new world, a whole new experience for me. I think I was 24. I think I was 24 when this happened. Do you know? Second that, I was 23. So this happened, I was 23 years old and I've gone out to Phoenix. I've left at the time, my girlfriend, I've said bye to her sort of thing. I'm experiencing this whole new world um, and kind of just dropped her. So I've gone out to Phoenix, I've got my visa. So I've gone out, she paid for the flights and stuff. Got over there. Hi, Mr. Smith, what are you here for today? Oh, I'm I'm here to work? "Mm, No, you're not, Mr. Smith. No, 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 I am, I'm I'm being a nanny. (laughs) No, Mr. Smith, this is a wrong visa. Pardon? And we pause. We rewind. So, when I worked for Disney Cruise Line, you had to have an American visa. Now, this American visa was only a shipping visa. I wasn't aware of this at the time, even though I filled in all the forms myself. I got the visa myself down at the embassy. I wasn't aware that this was only a shipping visa. So I've worked for Disney and now I'm about to work in America as a nanny. So, let's play. This isn't like the correct visa, Mr. Smith. No, 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 it is an American visa. Um, Mr. Smith, you're not coming in the country with that. So I've explained to the lady that had a this is an American visa, I've worked for Disney before, and I'm about to be a nanny. She's then explained to me that this is only a shipping visa. This is not a work permit, it's not a working visa, it's not something I can work on on land, it's only for ships. So now I'm thinking, fuck, what the hell do I do? So they've now got me into an interview room and some guys questioning me, Mr Smith, what are you here for? What are you here in the country for? What are you doing? I've explained to him over and over again the same same thing that I told the woman, that was here to become a nanny. Obviously, it's quite unusual for a guy to be a nanny. I'll explain this. Um, and obviously, i explained explain the fact that I had the wrong visa. At this point, obviously, I've been there for a little while now. Um, the lady that I was meant to be working for, she's now got in contact with one of her lawyers. Um, the lawyers tried contacting the Phoenix Airport and speak to their border police. Um, they wouldn't let anybody speak to anybody, really, um, because it was a private matter. So it ended up... I was in Phoenix for 90 minutes and they flew me straight back. Flew me on British Airways. And I never got to work for the woman. She paid for my flight, she put her trust in me and I messed up. This was gonna be a whole new life for me. And yeah, it all went pear-shaped. But everything happens for a reason. I went back home, continued my relationship with my girlfriend, and we have two beautiful children, which is amazing. Everything happens for a reason, right? So fast forward to 2018. Unfortunately, my Nan was about to pass away. Um, It was more of a happy occasion just because she was quite old. She was 99, so she had really good innings. And in all fairness, she's wanted to go for quite a few years. So she passed away and she left the grandkids some money. So with this money, I was fortunate enough to book America, Florida. Obviously, we had to put some money towards it, but I had enough money to go to America, Florida and take my kids. So, filling out the esters, Everybody's was nice and easy. It's come up to mind, have you ever been deported? Oh, okay, I've had that thing in Phoenix, but... It wasn't a criminal act. Um, I didn't do anything wrong. No, I've, I've, I've not been the was It wasn't a criminal act, no. Esther's came back fine. Off we go, we go on our holiday. We land in Orlando Sanford Airport. This is really important. Orlando Sanford Airport. So we're landing. Everything's fine. Kids gone through. Girlfriend's gone through. I've tried my fingerprint, not working. Mm-mm. Try it again. Mm-mm. Guys then said to me, oh, if you just, just make your way over here for me, sir, please. So took me into this room. Now I'm thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, come on. But my kids are waiting, my partner's waiting. Now you're talking, I've been in there for an hour. So now I start walking up and down, pacing up and down. Because my family's waiting, so I'm worried about them up and down, up and down. Guy tells me Sir, you need to sit down. Thank you. We, we will call you when we are ready, okay? By the way, if my accents are really bad, I'll do it I So, I'm still pacing and eventually they come and talk to me. This guy comes and grabs me Mr. Smith, come in here please. So I've got him. So Mr. Smith, as you're aware your are a fingerprint we're working, there is something wrong. We need to have an interview about that. We need to discuss what's gone wrong. Okay. So Mr. Smith, what happened last time you was in America? In my head? Oh, fucking hell. You cannot be serious. So I've explained to him what happened. i explained to him that in 2018, I went to work in Phoenix. I had the wrong visa. I had a visa from 2017 when I worked for Disney Cruise Line. It was a shipping visa. I thought this was an American visa. So anyway, we've had this discussion back and forth. The check records, they couldn't see anything because this was a new passport. The guys, they didn't come in. Mr Smith. have you had any other names? Um, no. Have you ever used a fake passport? No. Have you ever had any different birthdays? Oh. So, my dad filled out my previous passport, and he put the birthday wrong. He put it down as the twenty fifth of May. My birthday's the twenty fourth of May. I didn't think this would be a problem, so I just left it. I left it as it was because I thought I was going to cause too too much too much too many issues to try and sort it. So I just left it. It's quite expensive as well, passports. So I asleep. I wait until I have a passport runs out, and i got a new one. Put the correct date. In. So I've explained that. I've explained that my dad filled it out wrong. Now the border police are looking at me like that, and this guy is talking out of his ass. I'm coming up with these stories now that how that I went to work in the country and I had the wrong visa, and now that my passport date was wrong. So now they're looking at me like, mm, something doesn't add up. So I've been here, bearing in mind I landed at half three, it's now 9pm, my family have been waiting. I've asked the speak to so many times and I've said, yeah, we'll get them in a minute, we'll get them in a minute. Eventually the guy comes over to me, the main guy and the border of police. This is me, if you're not coming in today, you're not going to America. So at this point I've broken down, i mean, in tears. My family are outside. I'm pleading with him, like, you, you can't be serious, please. No, I've not done anything wrong here. Okay, I feel that an Esther does wrong. No, Mr Smith, you lied. No, 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 I, I feel that, no, you lied. I didn't lie, I just didn't No, you lied in your Esther. So that was that. In their eyes, I lied in my Esther. They didn't, didn't want to know. Bearing in mind, the guy that I went through to the scan, at the very beginning to show my parcel, he actually came through while I was waiting and he actually turned around and said why, do you, why are you still here? and I was like I ain't got a clue mate so he's gone into the room and he said to the guy that's going through all the computers all everything going, processing everything and he's actually turned around and said to him you should let him go he's with his family yeah he made a mistake but he's on holiday He's with his family out of there you should just let him go If only that guy was going through my paperwork, then I would have got to have my Disney holiday. Unfortunately, that guy left, he finished his shift. So the guy said to me, look, you're not coming in America to say, I'm gonna bring your kids through. I'm gonna let you speak to your wife. She wasn't my wife, but they kept saying wife, so I just went with it. I'm gonna let you speak to your wife. They need to continue their holiday. You need to man up and not cry. They need to have fun on this holiday. It is not their fault that you lied. He's still putting it on me, this guy. So they've gone through. As soon as I've seen my son, I mean tears. Absolute tears. To a man I said to him, I'm so, so sorry. I'm sorry, Daddy's ruined your holiday now. I'm so, so sorry. He's just hugged me and squeezed me and told me it's okay, Dad. It's all right. It's not your fault. My little boy's come through. My little boy, my little boy's autistic, so in all fairness, he, he doesn't know what's going on. He's been so, so good. He's been so, so good for his mum. He's not screamed or anything. He's obviously sensed that something wasn't right. So he's come through and I've gave him a cuddle and I've cried again. And my partner's come through. She's like, what the hell's going on? I've explained it. She went, I knew it would be something like this. She went, so what happens? I said, look, I will get home. I'll go home straight away. And I will go to the embassy and I'll sort it out and I'll be back, I will be back. So they've got, they've left. Now in my head, I'm like, are they okay? This is now like 10 o'clock at night. So I'm now thinking, are they okay? Did they get to the hotel alright? All in my mind is them. Then the border police uh, informs me that I'm going to Orange County prison. Uh, Orlando and Sanford, they do not have any holding cells. Orlando International, they've got holding cells, so if there's no flights, they put you in a holding cell and you just wait there. But at Orlando, Sanford, they haven't got that. So they decided to take me to Orange County Prison. So they cuffed me. i get put in a van, the border police then takes me to Orange County Prison. Two guys in there, just chatting away to each other. One was on the phone, most of the time We was driving. As we've gone down a junction, He's almost missed the next junction off. So we're almost crashed. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna bloody die. I'm not, I'm not even gonna bloody see the prison. And eventually we get there. So we get there about half 11. Now bearing in mind, I'm going Disney. So I am in a Mickey Mouse tracksuit. Full on Mickey Mouse tracksuit. My first thought is, oh my God, I'm going to get bummed. Like, a white English dude with an accent that's wearing a Mickey Mouse bloody tracksuit. I was like, these guys aren't even going to use Vaseline. They're going to go, we'll go straight hard on this guy. He's come ready. He knows what he's in for. He's wearing a Mickey Mouse tracksuit. So I'm thinking, for fuck's sake. So I've gone in, and the guy's pulled me to the side, and he's gone, right, you need to wear these. So I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. So I've put on overalls. As I've gone into the room to put on the overalls, guy's going, I'll give you a minute, then he's come back 10 seconds later. Oh, no, I can't. I've got to watch you get changed. So there's me stripping down. Everything's off. And this guy's just watching me get changed. So I get changed and I go back, go back into the room and then sit down. I hear a couple of, the police women talk about how I've got an accent and that's really nice so I'm thinking yes right if I if I kind of start up a conversation or if i kind of trying to get them on my side then they might give me like a nice little room sort of thing and put me in the room straight away and that'll be that because I've been told I'm getting picked up tomorrow by the Orlando Sanford police they told me you'll be picked up tomorrow at 12 so I'm thinking right okay so I'll use my accent here. So I've gone to speak to the woman. Man, sit your ass down, boy. Like, uh, okay, that didn't work. So I'm I'm waiting in this room. Um, people are being brought in quite regularly. I remember hearing one of the reasons why one of the inmates was there. And that was because she set her boyfriend alight. She set him alight. I'm there because... I feel that an esther wrong. This woman's out because she set her boyfriend a lie. I am shit myself. I'm thinking, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, what is actually going on? In my head, still thinking about the kids, still thinking about my partner. It's all in my head. At half three, I then have an interview with a medical person. They just asked me if I'm depressed, if I want to fall and kill myself. I'm like, no, I'm having a great time. I'm meant to be seeing Mickey Mouse, but you know, these walls are really nice. Um, so I've gone through all of that. And then they've put me in a cell. Now, my original first thought was, I'll be in a cell by myself. Just like in England. So when I was 16, I smashed a telephone box. I thought I was hard. And smashed the telephone box. Absolutely stupid. Got put into a cell. But it was an individual cell. It was a cell for overnight. So I assumed that this would be the same. You'd have an individual cell. That wasn't the case. I walked into this cell. There were 16 other inmates. I was the only white person there. Which made me feel a little bit intimidated. I've got an English accent which again makes me feel like I don't really want to talk I've gone into the cell I found a bunk and I've just got on on top of the bunk and literally put the covers over me thinking how the fuck has this happened? I'm meant to be in a hotel right now and instead I'm in a cell with 16 other guys what the hell has happened? So, I've cried, but I've kind of hid my tears. I didn't want anybody to see any weakness within me. So I've kind of just hid myself really. Comes to about, I think it was about five o'clock in the morning, I get a tap on the bunk. Yo, do, breakfast, man, get some food. One of the inmates has woke me up to get food, which in all fairness was nice of him to do. He's woken me up to allow me to get breakfast. Um, But this is prison. It's not like English prisons, where you get a playstation, you get pool tables, you get basketball. You probably have like, any Gordon Ramsay cooking you prison food. This was prison food. So it's like soggy bread. The porridge was watery. I was like, Nah, I'm good, I'm good, thanks. So I just stayed in my bunk. I then got moved at some point I think it was probably about seven o'clock then got moved into another room. We were then relocated to go have a shower. So we've gone to the inmates that are there permanently. So those good inmates, they get to do chores and help out and stuff. So we've gone over to there and he's handed you a towel, he's handed you a new jumpsuit, new overalls. The towel, I'm talking, it's like a tea towel but it's like a tea towel from like, World War II. Like there's hardly any fabric on it, there's holes left, right and centre, and that's what we had to use. So we've gone into the shelves, we've gone into the shelves with three other inmates. As I've gone in, bearing in mind I've got my paperwork that says I'll be getting picked up at 12. So as I've gone in, I've gone to the, to the officer. Excuse me, sir, um, I'm actually leaving at, at 12. Me, I don't care about that boy getting in that shell. No 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 but the sir I'm, I'm leaving it man I ain't got nothing on a computer screen get in the shower boy now So I'm like oh mate I'm like are you fucking kidding me? Like this is this is actually happening I'm about to shower with inmates like I don't know what these guys are in for because I didn't speak to anybody at this at this point I didn't speak to anybody I didn't want to know anything I kept myself to myself So I'm about to have a shower with these guys Obviously one of the first things you're thinking is, am I about to get bummed? Um, the next thing you're thinking is, your own manhood. Are you gonna look small? Like, I'm about to shower with three inmates, three criminals. I've done nothing wrong here. Like, my manhood might shrivel up. And then they might be like, oh mate. Oh man, you should've saw this white dude earlier. on oh, man, his penis was so small, yo. Who knows? So I've got him. Luckily enough, the manhood wasn't too bad, in all fairness. More to the point, it was a soap dispenser, so us. It was on the wall. That made me happy as Larry. I was so happy that they've now kind of progressed from the soap on the rope. I was like, yes, there's nothing that can be dropped. I won't be bending over. So I've got into the shower. Obviously, this is a prison again. I imagined it would be a normal shower. Not so much. So I've just got under there, press the button. I've screamed like a little bitch. i am literally gone, because the water was freezing, freezing cold. And it was like little raindrops. So I bloody screamed and I'm like, "Ah, fuck, fuck, why are you screaming? Why are you screaming? You're bloody naked with like three other inmates. You're screaming, they might bloody be getting turned on. I was like, for fuck's sake, I'm going to get bummed. I'm going to get bummed. It's going to happen. It's going to happen now. But it was all okay, it was all good. So I've gone out, had my shower had a wash, but my new overalls. I've gone into a new cell now. So now I'm with new guys. Not that, in all fairness, I could probably remember any of the other guys because I was under the sheets the whole time. Come around, lunch time. Sheriffs came around. All right guys, lunch, everybody line up. Oh no, I'm good, I don't want anything. Man, you ain't had nothing since you've been in here, here. Line up. Now, this was, a good, this was a good sheriff. This was a good cop. He was a good guy. The guy before, he was an arsehole. The guy that didn't want to listen. The guy that just put me in the shower. He didn't give a fuck. He was a bad cop. This guy, he was a nice guy. He saw that I haven't eaten or anything, and he was like, look, go get something. So I've just said, I just want the juice. Because at this point, I've not had anything to drink. So this guy behind me was from Mexico. He's like, hey, dude. Can I have your food, is that okay? I'm like, yeah mate, that's fine. Again, I do apologise for the accidents. So I've gone up, got me food in that, and obviously we've gone back, sheriff's sure, gone, taking the food away and that. And I've gave this guy my food. Yeah, thanks man. And this guy's digging in, like he's eating like a la carte. So I looked at it like, oh mate. But who knows how long he's been there for? So I had my juice. And I started speaking to one inmate. Really nice guy. Um, he told me to read, obviously I explained why I was in and then he explained why he was inside. He turned around and said, that he's got a son that's 18 and he didn't pay child support. He's been inside for six months because he didn't pay child support to an 18 year old. Now, I, I don't know American laws, so I kind of just went with it. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, that did not happen. You have done some bad shit. But who who am I to to disagree with somebody, especially inside? So I kind of just went along with it and stuff. So I told him I was meant to be picked up at 12. It's now half 12. I'm now thinking, what the fuck? Like they're not coming to get me. Like I'm, I'm in here for another night. Like, what the hell was going on? And then eventually they came at 1 o'clock. So they came at 1 to get me. um, And then had to wait in a separate cell. Then got my stuff back. Signed over my form to make sure that everything's there. And then there they were. The two border police that I had from Orlando, Sanford. Now, one of them I've on really well with. I was talking to to him about UFC and stuff. Um, and we was, we was talking also I've been cuffed again And now I'm getting taken to Orlando International I'm boarding a virgin flight So they've taking me to the airport and stuff As I've got to the airport they are taken me out of my cuffs But they're holding my hand Like they're holding my wrists So I don't make a run for it or anything As we get to the ticket bit Everybody's looking at me Everybody's looking at me like I'm a criminal like I've done something wrong. I've got a two border police right by me, and everybody is talking. So they've then said, Right, we're going to take you down the runway because everybody's talking. We don't want distress and the flight and stuff. So they've taken me down the runway way before they've even opened up the flight. So the border police then get a flight attendant, the main flight attendant. She then comes out. They explain the situation to her, how I had the wrong visa and stuff. And all along I've just been saying to these guys that, you know, I'm going to come home, I'm going to go to the embassy, I'm going to get the right visa and I'll be back out. That was going through my mind all the time. I need to get back out, I need to get back out. So I boarded this, this version of flight and I'm fucking welling up straight away. Because it's like, I've now escaped that kind of, that prison and the cuffs and I'm kind of free. So I'm well enough as it is. Um, the virgin attendant's come come along and spoken to me. And she's basically just apologised for the situation and hoped that I'd be able to get back out to my family. So I'm there in flood tears, like it's all hit home. I'm like just bawling my eyes out. So I've sat down and I've had obviously people sitting next to me. Now these two people, they were an elderly couple, they were American. This woman, all she had was questions. She could see I was distressed, but no, 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 no. That didn't matter to her. So she had questions about the TV. She was like, oh, so what? So, so like, are you going home? Have you been here on holiday? I was like, oh no, like, I've been deported. Oh, okay, how do you break this part of the TV? <laughs> she didn't care about my story. She wanted to know about the bloody TV. So I've helped her and stuff, and I've literally just got to sleep. At one point, she woke me up for food. I was like, no, I'm okay, thank you. Um, And I've literally slept the whole time. So I landed back, and all I'm thinking is, get to London, get to London, get to London, get to the embassy. So the Virgin Woman's came back, and she's getting my passport. She wasn't allowed to give it to me prior, just in case. I don't know, I made a run for it. And again, she's apologised. She said she hopes that I'm reunited with my family as soon as I can. So I'm back into tears. Jumped off the flight, called my mum. Explained to my mum what's happened. spoke to my sisters. Then got to the um, London embassy. As I've gone to the embassy, I've gone up. And the woman's like, what do you want me to do? Snotty bitch, this girl. Blonde hair, just right snotty. Just didn't give a fuck. Like, she, was, she was literally an ice queen. Like, explain the situation. That's not an emergency. That's not an emergency at all. Like, what do you mean? It's not an emergency. And this, she wasn't even listening. She was like, "No, no, This wasn't having anything." So I walked away, gone to the American side, explained my story to him. His his at least showed compassion. He's like, "I'm so sorry about your situation, but unfortunately, I cannot help. Like, this is the American side. You need to go over to that side." I've explained to him that the woman's not helping. He's so I can't do anything, I'm so sorry. So I've gone back to the girl. I've asked for a telephone number or somebody to speak to. So I've called up and they've said they can't do anything. they said there is nothing they can do. The only thing I can do is try and apply for an emergency, emergency appointment. So I've waited there. I found this little booth. It was raining, so I've waited in there. Spoke to my sister, I'm on the phone to my sister while she's filling out all the forms for me. Filled out all the forms, everything's gone all through. The next earliest appointment, bear in mind, sorry, I forgot to tell you this, this was in June. The next earliest appointment was October. That's not helping me at all. So I've had to go home. So I've gone home and then I've, as I've got home, I've then called them back up and I've said, look, this is an emergency. I'll explain the situation, and if someone said, That's not an emergency. An emergency would be a death in the family or a death as a pet. This is not an emergency. i explained explain my family, and they're alone. I said, so That's not an emergency. They're in a hotel, there's staff there that can look after them. So I had no options. I spoke to my partner, I explained the situation to her. But what I said was that I'd get her sister out there. So that's what I did. Um, her sister wasn't working at the time which was lucky. And I got her a ticket, a fairly cheap ticket actually. And we spoke to Disney and she used all of my tickets and hotel stay and everything. And she went out there on the Wednesday and this all happened on a Saturday. so. My kids and partner weren't alone too long. But yeah, wasn't the best of experiences to say the least. Um, I could never get an S on that. I've always got to apply for a, a visa if I ever wanted to try and do America again, America, Florida. Since I've been back, I've been speaking to my local MP, Stephen Metcalf, who's actually trying to sort something out for me. By the way I was treated, I shouldn't have been put into prison with other criminals. Um, What I don't get out of the whole thing was, why didn't they just take me to Orlando International Airport and just put me in a holding cell? There was no need for them to take me to Orange County Prison. But these things happen. Something to tell the grandkids, I suppose. So yeah, that's pretty much my story of Disney. I've been Disneyland Paris uh, since this has happened. Um, we took a mother-in-law who fell and broke her arm so I had to go to French A&E so I feel like at the moment Disney for me is probably not working so I should probably move on and think of a different holiday but yeah so that's the end guys that's the end of episode one I hope you enjoyed it if not you've only wasted 33 minutes it's not that long but thanks for listening guys my name is Bradley Smith and you've been listening to the crappiest podcast thanks